The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Because people will just get in your way if you go outside yeah, your house. Yeah, then they talk to you and they want to interact. You know, you want to frag. I do want to frag. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and the exciting world of rules and regulations. <laughs> yes. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got a bucket of tech news, and I take a look at the Windows 10 Timeline tool, which just arrived in the Windows 10 April 2018 update, as I believe it's known. I got to get one of those. One of one of those uh, Windows updates. 18 updates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be prepared for a, a big download. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dreading it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but before I go into the news, do you have anything you wish to discuss with the listeners? I do. I What's do. on your mind, Al Kaiser? I'm really upset about something. <gasps> I'm really, really upset. Who hath brought your wrath? The reaction to the Solo movie. Oh, really? Now, I was kind of like, meh. It was going to be the first movie, uh-huh. the first Star Wars movie that I was not going to watch in the theater because I'd heard horrible things about it. The reaction was bad. It was kind of like, meh. My kids weren't really all that jazzed about it. Yeah. My son a little bit, but he's still a little young, so he doesn't necessarily, you well, know. He really goes to the whole Sith storyline, too, exactly. right? He's Which was not really Sith. prominently displayed in Definitely this one. Definitely not. Definitely not. But I had some time to kill, and it was about 100 degrees in New York City. And what's the best thing to do when it's 100 degrees in New York? What does every New Yorker go do? Go to the movies. You go to the movies. You sit in the air-conditioned comfort, have a giant bucket of whatever they're serving. Yes. And you while away a couple of hours. Yeah. I whiled away some time watching Solo. I loved it. I absolutely loved You defy the critics. I, I will go. I will smack the critics right upside the head. They got this completely wrong. And I actually will smack... Every single person who claims to be a Star Wars fan and doesn't go see this movie. Really? They're betraying the cause here? They are betraying the cause. It was a hell of a lot of fun. It was one of the most enjoyable Star Wars movies I've seen in a very long time. It was way better than either one of the new versions. It was well. It was less complicated. It was a pretty straightforward heist storyline. Very, very straightforward. You got some origin story in there. You got some favorite characters. You got all sorts of nuggets of goodness. It was a blast. I feel so terrible for Ron Howard. Yeah, well, really I really feel it, bad for the guy. Now, do we think that part of the reason that it did not meet its expectations was the backlash from the Last Jedi and I people thinking think, that yep. it, they were just going to boycott it, or it came out maybe in a time of the year? When there were so many other big event pictures and it just got lost in the shuffle. Well, I or think having it so quickly after The Last Jedi. Yeah, five months later. Didn't make any sense. People, people. first off, yeah, like you said, there's the bad vibes from The Last Jedi, which was a bad movie. Yeah. You know, as much as my kids enjoyed it and I enjoyed watching it with them, let's be honest, it wasn't a great movie. Yeah. But Solo, on the other hand, had such bad news, bad like mojo Going into the thing, they switched out the directors and all sorts of craziness. Ron Howard comes in. It, you know, it was almost set up to fail. Yeah. This claim that they brought in an acting coach for the lead. I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not going to try yeah, it. It's Alden. Something, he was something, yeah. great. He was yeah. perfect. It was fun. Yeah. It's a Star Wars movie. 
Yeah. Go see it, people. Yeah, no, I, th- I th- well, I think the five month window between the December I movie think that's and the, the killer. Yeah, people had Star Wars fatigue, whatever lingering rage, or they just maybe wanted to take some time right. between Star Wars pictures. This one was also an offshoot. Uh, it wasn't following the storyline of the first two of the but sequels. It's a, but it's a beloved character. Everyone it's a beloved loves character. Solo. Yeah, there, there's you know the the how he met Chewbacca. Yes, you know, it was, uh, it, the character Donald Glover was great. Everyone was great. It was a fun, fun Star Wars movie. It was your movie. popcorn picture, as it you expect a from picture. a May Star Wars release. And Ron Howard. Yeah. I mean, come on. It was, go see this movie, people. Yeah. Don't, don't let it think. You know what? Make it a DVD, Blu-ray, streaming monster. Okay? Just make amends. Do the right thing, people. You know, if you call yourself a Star Wars fan, do the right thing. All right. And for all you Star Wars fans that are acting like schmucks... Get a life. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Yes, Al Kaiser has spoken. I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm really upset. I, you know, I feel bad. I feel like I almost betrayed the family. And I now I'm upset. I didn't watch this on IMAX with the giant screen and all that. That's stuff. probably not too late. I mean, it, no, it, it, I, I had to watch it in some rinky dink thing that was not much bigger than my TV set. Wow. Man, yeah, I I'm guess upset. it probably did get shoved out of the theater by the Incredibles and the Jurassic <sighs> and everything else that's coming out. Yeah, which so. I haven't seen, and I'm not going to see Jurassic. I, the dinosaur thing never yeah, you know, really... How many rampaging dinos can you really see? Yeah. What I'm really upset about, though, not upset, what I'm really freaked out about is that, does it seem like Dwayne Johnson, like The Rock, is in every single movie now? He is on a surprising number of posters around he the city. Godzilla and King Kong, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't, there was a movie where he was fighting them, right? Yeah. Well, he's got, he's got the skyscraper Yeah, movie exactly. Now out, he's right? doing the, the, you know, the, the towering inferno. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. He got a good agent. I mean, I guess he's just getting booked left and right. This whole solo thing really upset me. I'm sorry that I'm like. No, I'm, no. Yeah, well, I know it's a I character that was mellow, close to your uh, heart. Yeah, too. Yeah, man. It's just, it's, you know, go see the movie, people. All right, I guess we should do some news. Yeah, so we should do down. some news. Yeah, well, your news always makes me calm. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's nothing in there that ever well, upsets me. Given that this is a sort of comatose week in summer for yes. tech product announcements. Yes, that is true. A lot of the news is largely regarding uh, legal decisions and laws and things that are passed, which yes. on the surface are probably a little dry, but important to know, we also have some security items in here too, okay. uh, things yeah, to right. be on the lookout for, so I, there's some public safety awareness here. I have here. my caffeinated beverage. So I yes. Ooh, and it's a tiny one too. It is a tiny. I'm going, I'm, I'm scaling Or is that just back. like a quintuple espresso? No, no, no I'm scaling back. Scaling right. back, you know. All right. Well, sip lightly there, sir. Um, well, let's uh, loop back to a thing we talked about on a recent show about that Article 11 and Article 13. Yes. The European Union was uh, contemplating this copyright law that would have severely damaged the meme industry. Protect uh, the memes. Yes. And uh, that law that was sort of headed for perhaps fast tracking has been sidelined as European lawmakers voted to delay this controversial law. Over censorship concerns, uh, had it gone ahead, the new law would have required online platforms like your Facebook and your Google to filter images and videos often used in things like memes and recaps and fan-created art. Uh, Anything that might infringe the rights holder's copyright, uh, that would have to get filtered out. So that would have been really painful for meme makers. Very painful. Uh, That new law also would have imposed a so-called link tax on online aggregator sites and require them to pay news organizations for the rights to share articles and other copyright protected materials. So for now, this law has been sort of uh, punted uh, out of the fast track. And it'll I guess they're going to retool it. You know, it'll come back. 
Yeah, like. so so the tech industry, I think, is is a little relieved about that because they're they're getting starting to get regulated uh, in other places, and they're freaking out about that. Don't so. mess with my memes. Yeah, she must have your memes. But also in international news, I remember the story of Kim.com mm-hmm. fled to New Zealand, ran that mega upload file sharing website back in the day. I actually signed up for the second iteration of that. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when he went to, what did he, he went to New Zealand. Yeah, right? yeah. And and he's uh, he's been in New Zealand since, but he lost an appeal uh, there in Auckland. The court there ruled he uh, can be extradited from New Zealand to the United States to stand trial for copyright infringement and fraud. Mr. Com, he changed his name. He did indeed. Way. Um, he stood by the argument that platform providers are not responsible for the content their users post, and it wasn't his fault that all the mega upload users wanted to, you know, share copyrighted material on his site. Exactly. But the U.S. government says Mr. Com and three associates were running a global crime organization that cost Hollywood studios and other copyright holders. Uh, more than an estimated $500 million, hence the desire to have him reeled back here to face trial. Yep, they're going to use him as an example. Yeah, so he uh, lost that appeal. I think his lawyer uh, had tweeted that they were going to try one last-ditch effort to appeal to, like, the New Zealand Supreme Court or something to see if they would let him stay there. But I think right now they're just figuring out how to uh, proceed with the extradition, yep. uh, assuming it's going to go forward. Now, that platform and content argument took another direction in the Golden State. In the decision on Hassel v. Bird, the California Supreme Court has ruled that businesses cannot sue the crowdsource site Yelp to get defamatory reviews removed. Oh. Yes, the case involved a law firm that, I guess, sued a disgruntled client for posting falsely negative reviews, according to the law firm. While Yelp wasn't one of the defendants in that original lawsuit, the company got dragged in when an earlier court sided with the law firm and included an order that made Yelp and the client responsible for removing the offending material. And that's when Yelp got upset. Yeah, well, Yelp was like, hey, we're just a platform. You know, they're using the platform uh, argument. The latest decision uh, overturns a lower court's ruling, though, against Yelp, and it upheld the the rules that protect internet platforms from legal liability over what their users post. So this was sort of the opposite of what happened to Kim.com, although I guess he was having this crime uh, organization. Now, on the Yelp blog, the company uh, said online publishers in California can be assured that they cannot be lawfully forced to remove third-party speech through enterprising abuses of the legal system, end quote. The law firm, as you can imagine, uh, they lost the case. They had a different view. An attorney there called the decision, quote, an invitation to spread falsehoods on the internet without consequence, end quote. (laughs) And that would be different from From, what? Yeah, from any other day on the, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. So uh, the Associated Press reports the firm is considering an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, SCOTUS. Yeah, so SCOTUS could be uh, coming into play here, but but we'll see. This is still, uh, I guess, the other day after you lose a big case like that, you always want to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, you're kind of upset. You're kind of, you're lashing out. You're lashing out. Yes, yeah, so, so we'll see. Also uh, out in California, uh, the state may still be trying to get its version of a solid net neutrality bill together after the first one got derailed by the assembly last month. But the state did pass a new data privacy law on June 28th. Nice. The new law is said to be a measure against future abuses of consumer information like uh, Facebook's Cambridge Analytica scandal. Ah, okay. Uh, and it's called the California Consumer Privacy Act of 2018 or CCPA. And it is said to resemble the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation. GDPR. Yes, the thing that we got all of those privacy updates about. Yeah, I was just going to say, does that mean we're going to get flooded with emails again? I I suspect there might be some coming because even though this law uh, was passed by uh, California – 
there's a lot of businesses in California. They're going to have to comply with it. But even if the business is not based in California, they probably have customers. Do we really think these firms are going to have like two sets of rules? Look, this is for California. Oh, this is for everyone else. Hold on. Let me work up a really good sigh. That was kind of a lame one. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, right from the diaphragm. There you go. That was a good one. Yeah, that was that was that yeah. was long nice. lasting. Nice. Yes. So uh, now that the CCPA, in case you were wondering, well, what exactly is in it, uh, gives people access to the information that companies have stored on them, enables them to opt out of having their data shared, and includes the European Union's concept of the right to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. the big case behind Google. <laughs> so, so this would would make this all be law there in California, um, and applies to California citizens. But experts don't think that the companies are going to make the uh, dual set of rules, right. and also if if the company isn't based in California It has customers there. Most people assume that the California attorney general will say the law applies to them too Okay, and probably try to enforce it. Uh, as you can imagine, the tech industry is not a fan of this law and some are predicting chaos due to the patchwork of state laws that will probably get quilted together chaos. and increased chance of litigation. Oh, well, you know, lawyers love that. Yeah. So, so there'll be even more of those lawyers on benches yeah. and Bus oh, ads and I just got a total. I'm I'm, I'm like a, a couple of beats behind, but does that mean that people can review podcasts on Yelp? I believe they could. I think. Well, are, do we count as a business? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I guess we just have to pop Tech Jam well, Inc. and well, well, no, Headstepper is. Oh, Headstepper. Okay. Oh man, now I'm freaking out because I don't go on Yelp. I hope people aren't saying nasty stuff. I, I well, I use it occasionally for restaurants, but only you know to see what the the safety rating is. Yeah, I, I actually really don't care, but I'm just trying to you know. Yeah, I'm you're pe- trying to play the whole I'm board to play here. The whole board, you know. Yeah. This guy, you know, it's pieces, levers moving like the Oz man, yeah. like the Wizard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping and switching. All right, so we'll right. we'll continue to the subroutine there in the background. Okay, thank you. So, but now uh, lawyers are getting all uh, worked up because they uh, they're going to uh, well, cash like, in on this. There's probably uh, going to be some some new lawsuits because nice. if California sticks this and people realize that even though a lot of them had to redo their policies for right. the European Union's thing, right. maybe there's some that didn't, or they had the the U.S. U.K. division in the law. Mm. If California steps in and regulates either all the companies based in California or its citizens, then that's going to impact a large part of this country too. So. Well, yeah. Well, it's the sixth largest economy in the world. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so that'll that'll be something there. Yeah, um, be, so, yes. so we'll keep an eye on that. Now, Google is having a privacy flap of its own with the revelation that third-party app developers have been able to read users' Gmail messages, and this is not software scanners. But actual real people with their eyeballs, humans reading other humans' email. Time out, Blue. Time out, Blue. Right. Time out, Blue. Are we going to sigh again? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm or is this going to be a snort out. of rage? I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be freaking out. Roll this back for a second. Yeah, yeah. Just tell me that little bit about like real eyeballs looking at my emails. Yeah. If you use a third-party app, some of these third-party apps, they've been able to read users' Gmail messages. In person, human eyeballs, not a robot. I didn't buy you a big enough bottle of Advil. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I have the liquid Motrin oh, gels too. I'm gonna have to mainline that. Fast thing. acting. My yeah. head's really exploding right now. Well, well, now it, you may not be impacted if you didn't use one of these third-party apps. Okay. That, these uh, are specific third-party apps. Or yeah. Just well, every? The, the Wall Street Journal was on the story early and reports that some people who connected third-party apps, like those price comparison sites oh, or okay. email management utilities, to uh, their Gmail yeah, accounts. Okay. Okay. may have unwittingly given the employees at those app companies permission to read their messages. And this would it's have been... The, it's in the EULA? Yeah, it's in the EULA, which nobody reads, but maybe 
They will. And while companies claim that they do this email reading uh, to develop new features, Google said that the user's information was there in the user agreements presented and the user uh, would have had to read this in theory to install the third-party app or at least click I accept the terms. Wow. So Google is saying, uh, and on their blog, they say, we strongly encourage you to review the permission screen before granting access to any non-Google application, end quote. So if you use a third-party app with your Gmail account and are worried about this sort of thing, as you clearly are, mm-hmm. by the way you're rubbing your mm-hmm. temples, we will have a link to the Google's uh, security checkup page on our, our show page that you can click there and just see what your settings are, what apps you're allowing to look at your Gmail, see if you've got any windows you need to close. <sighs> Cleansing breath. You know, find <sighs> your center. Yeah, so, so, but if you don't use third-party apps, if, if it's just you and the Gmail, you know, mono a mono, then pure you should Gmail, be okay. If it's pure Gmail goodness, you're okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, as long okay, as you haven't good. said, hey, I want to install this because I want it to go out and find me the best prices for whatever these browser extensions that let you do, that sort of thing. Oh, wow, that's awful. Yeah, so, that's so, really but Google nice. has been downplaying it, though, because they have seen what happens when other companies like <coughs> Facebook. Facebook have issues and speaking of Facebook oh, uh, yes. st- still grappling with the concept of user privacy admitted in a blog post on July 2nd that a bug in its software unblocked users that had been blocked by other users for harassment or other reasons why you would normally block somebody the bug allowed those who had been previously blocked to see posts from the people who blocked them and even contact them over Facebook Messenger which I imagine to survivors of domestic abuse or yes. bad relations. You know, th- this was horrible to have these people back in your Absolutely. life. And so Facebook was scrambling there. This bug affected 800,000 users and was live for about a week, uh, end of May, early June. I and think Facebook sent – no, yeah, they, then they noticed that they'd okay. uh, done that and, and fixed it. But they put a big post up on the Facebook blog too, which I'll link to. But uh, also when Facebook fails <laughs> – in its attempt to regulate transparency in politics and advertising, it went a little too far and managed to block ads for Bush's Baked Beans, uh, lawn mowing services that offer Bush and hedge trimming, uh, waxing salons, as well as local advertisements <laughs> from U.S. towns and musicians named Clinton. Wait. And what do these have wait, in common? Stop, Bush stop. and Clinton. <laughs> Ah, yes, I think we just lost our clean tag. Yeah. That was nice. Nicely done, though. Um, Nicely done. But uh, they, they were offering a service. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, so they had Facebook had artificial intelligent algorithms, obviously a little bit behind IBM's Watson here, uh, uh-huh. looking for keywords uh, because they are trying to crack down on abusive political advertisement and posts purely meant just to rile people up. So they put in all of these names of politicians and and things in their keyword search list, and Bush's baked beans was one of them that that. Saw its advertisements get blocked, which I feel bad because one of those Bush's beans dogs just died. And it's a horrible way to honor his memory. Yeah, Duke in North Carolina. Poor guy. Um, I want to know about the the salon. That's what I want to know about the salon. That's where my interest lies. Yes, it it was a waxing salon. And apparently they had used some slang in their uh, advertising tag. Nice. Very nice. Um, And and the lawn mowing guy was like, all I did was offer Bush and hedge trimming. and, And he got blocked too. Oh, so, so Facebook, so uh, the trying tank. to, uh, yeah. Oh, so, uh, but the New York Times reports that Facebook is already dealing with an uptick in political ads surrounding the battle over Supreme Court Justice uh, Anthony Kennedy's retirement right. and the move to replace him. All these uh, things about transparency and funding, and so I don't know if any of these keywords had, had blocked, you know, like any John F. Kennedy Junior ooh, High schools ooh. from their band concert or whatever, but. They but, really uh, are not getting it, Facebook. 
they just going buck wild. Yeah, they well, and then the companies the who have realized, uh, thanks to what happened in the 2016 election, that, oh, we can actually affect outcomes of things. We can deal with it. People are rushing to do this and then trying to figure out what Facebook's new rules are. And yep. It's um, an ongoing problem. <sighs> Again, I go back to my rule. Assume everything is a bot and everyone's a troll on the interwebs. Yes. On the intertubes. Yes, it's just one big maze of bots and trolls. It's a troll bot net. Yes. That's what it is. Well, that's a good thing to live by. There you go. Um, now, the East African nation of Uganda, though, has found a new way Wakanda? to make money. Uganda. Uganda, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, Wakanda's got enough money. They got yeah. the vibranium. Yeah, they got that vibranium. Yeah, no, Uganda, uh, the government there just announced a five-cent daily tax to use social media websites. Uh, this is so the country can avoid having to ask uh, for donor financial aid because it's not a rich country. Mm. So they decided to tax social media. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those, if you want to use it. Uh, five cents have- a day? Yes, five cents a day uh, wow. to use this. Um, but That's a lot of money. It's, it it's, adds up. Yeah, and the internet is not cheap there anyway, right, so it's right. already a considerable portion of a, a user's average uh, income. So now there's this extra tax. Uh, people are not happy. They've been taking to social media, paying the tax to complain about wow. the new yeah. law. Okay. And, That's uh, kind of meta, yeah. And there's only one law. There's already been one lawsuit filed against the government uh, on the concepts of uh, violating net neutrality. And Amnesty International has urged uh, the Ugandan authorities to get rid of the tax, saying it was a clear attempt to undermine the right to freedom of expression. Absolutely. So you've got that in there, too. Don't know how long uh, it will last. I think the law just kicked in at the beginning of the month. Um, But imagine if they did that here. We could actually have functioning roads and bridges um, if the money went for infrastructure. Infrastructure? I mean, nobody does infrastructure these days. Come on. Yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So, but yeah. Nobody, what what roads? What? Yeah. But just like the amount of, because... Normally, like when when a city wants like a new football stadium or yes. something, they'll stick a penny on the sales tax temporarily right. or something to raise money for it. Imagine right. five cents a day from every American using social media. You would have your flying cars. Scrooge McDuck, I'm telling you, like rolling yeah. around in a bunch of money. Yeah, so so we'll see how that goes for uh, Uganda there. Now, moving on to the security uh, portion of our program. Yes. Akamai released its summer 2018 State of the Internet Security Report at uh, the end of June. Hold and on. Time out. Time out. Let me just get settled in here, okay? Yeah. Let me just get position myself. Up. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Go ahead Akamai. Go ahead. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Kill surprise. The internet is full of bots and malware. Oh, I just said that. Yeah. You know, you, you and Akamai are on the same page. That's right. The report notes that the use of malicious bots to steal logins and passwords is a major risk for internet-driven businesses, especially those in the hospitality industry, hotels, airlines, booking sites, sea cruise companies, those types of things. That's weird. Why? Well, a lot of people have them, and I guess a lot of uh, it's, it's probably psychological too. Because if you sign up for you oh, buy an airline ticket yes, online, yes, 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 I and gotcha. you get a mail that looks like from the company, maybe yep. you're more inclined to open that. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. uh, But according to Akamai researchers, uh, they analyzed nearly 112 billion bot requests and 3.9 billion malicious login attempts that did target the hospitality industry, and found it was nearly 40 percent of the traffic there was classified as impersonators of known browsers. Which is a fraud vector. 40%? Yeah, yeah the majority of the wow. tax came from Russia, China, and Indonesia. And Akamai also has some other observations in the report, including a 16% increase in the number of DDoS attacks recorded since last year, and also a 38% increase in application layer attacks, uh, such as SQL injection or cross-site scripting, uh, wow. those types of things. So. Big, big uptick in uh, a lot of these activities. But yeah, if you do a lot, and because also it's summer travel season. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you uh, do 
book a cruise online or airline right. tickets or you use a travel theme site and you get messages from them, just make sure they are legit. Legit. But speaking of malware that never rests, so there's a seven-year-old piece of code gaining traction now thanks to the fear of the Spectre meltdown security flaw that happened earlier in the year. Yep. This malware is called Smoke Loader, which sounds sort of like so, a yeah. comic book hero yep. or yeah, some yeah, kind exactly. of like barbecue injection. You know, yeah, that Cajun injector. Smoke Loader is like one of those C-level bad guys in yeah. a comic book. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you needed a bad guy, but you don't want to bring in the Joker or something. Yeah, yeah. You so know? you just send Smoke Loader yeah, to you know, exactly. be the muscle there. Right. So anyway, this malware called Smoke Loader uh, is getting around thanks to phishing spam claiming to be a patch for uh, the Spectre meltdown problem, that flaw in Intel security chips. Right. But it's not a patch. It's evil software that arrives as a loaded Microsoft Word document that fools the recipient into enabling macros that drops a Trojan on the system tried and true uh, technique, the Trojan can then quietly reach out and download additional software to steal passwords, banking credentials, or other stuff you wouldn't normally share with strangers. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for unexpected Word files disguised as invoices or other official-looking documents that say you have to open them, and then you get that macro message, and like, oh, it's official, I'll just enable my macros, and boom, yeah, here. See, this may sound like I'm going to be kissing up to our listeners right now, but not really, because we have, obviously, the smartest listeners out there since they're listening to this podcast they wouldn't do something like this. yes but i would suggest that they spread the word to their less experienced or computer savvy or internet savvy friends and family so they can spread the word to watch out for stuff yes like this. and they're obviously the best looking audience of course in the in the world yes because so, we met know. a few of them of course we I have would vouch for that yes we have so that, uh, that wasn't too much right no that no, was very okay, nice good. Right, good. we love our listeners <laughs> Yes, now, we do. Now, another major bug getting a revival, just like My Fair Lady, it's a revival, <laughs> uh, is that one on the Chrome browser where scam artists can push through fake tech support pop-ups uh, into the browser window so users well, think they're getting... I thought that getting, was done. Uh, no, it's, it's the same old, you see the operating, you think it's an operating system message and it says you immediately have to call this telephone uh, support line and uh, you need help because your system's going to crash. Uh, it's, main, it's mainly in Chrome, but I think Firefox is looking at the potential for this too. But it's um, it's coming around again, and uh, Google Developer Forum has been uh, talking about it. But as reported by Ars Technica, quote, the scam operates by abusing the programming interface known as window.navigator.msSaveOrOpenBlob uh, by combining the API with other functions. The scammers force the browser to save a file to the disk over and over in intervals so it's impossible for normal users to see what's happening. And then with five to ten seconds after that, the browser becomes unresponsive. So it effectively looks like your machine is locked up. Uh, people who don't know that much about how computers work think, oh, they're right. My machine is com- – I'm having this major error. My sh- machine is ground to a halt. So the pop-up sort of plays into that. And then people who are sort of in a panic state are more prone to call numbers or reach out for help if they think that it's a cause and effect thing, not realizing that it was purposely put that way. The pop-up message is fake. The scam artist just wants to get your credit card number and bye-bye your money. Yep. So um, they are uh, working on uh, fixing that again. I think the Chrome people had fixed it in one version and then it came back on like Chrome 57 or something. So they are – uh, trying to uh, get it closed up again. But to your point earlier, we know that our listeners are on top of this. But again, friends and family, folks who may not be as technically adept as you are, mm-hmm. reach out, give them a hand, just warn them that it's coming. I That's have right. warned many a family member oh, yeah. on my side is that it's not real. And also yeah. don't call the number just to yell at them because don't. you're probably getting bill for long distance. That's right. Don't do it. Don't yes. do it. And remember, the best looking audience. 
Yes, the best looking audience. Now, in one bit of product news this week, the Samsung Note 9 premium smartphone phablet uh, will be unveiled at the Samsung Galaxy Unpacked 2018 event on August night in Brooklyn. Nice. You haven't said phablet in a very long time. I know. On the we show. haven't had I any. Missed it. We haven't had any phablet no, occasions. No phablet occasions. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes. Uh, now, assorted rumors surrounding this new device, which Samsung technically hasn't said it's the Note 9, but everyone's oh. like, we saw the invitation. Exactly. It's got the stylus. Yeah, you got to be talking about it. And they're also due for the Note 9. Yeah. The rumors surrounding that device include a fingerprint sensor located beneath the display glass, which I think Apple had been rumored to be trying right. to do a few generations back and hasn't quite conquered. Samsung has beat them to it. Yes, uh, Apple just went with the whole face scanning thing. Yeah. There's also talking about longer battery life, an upgraded stylus, uh, improved camera, and added accuracy for features with the, I guess it's got that Bixby AI software that... We talked about briefly. It came out. It really didn't do a whole lot, and people made fun of it, and then we... People stop talking about Bixby. I guess they're trying to get Bixby up to speed here. Oh, really? Yeah. Listen, folks, all I want to know is, at Samsung, this is directly to Samsung, because I know you're listening. Samsung, folks, tell me this thing's battery's not going to blow up. That's all I want to yes. know. Yes. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about Bixby. I don't care whatever. Tell me, and, and, that you give me an option that does not have your crappy Samsung software on it. Okay? That's all I want. All right, so. And that's so, me. That's not JD. That's me. Yes. Okay? Don't blame her. It's on me. All right. So you would like no Samsung skins and... No, no crappy software. And no pants on fire. That's right. All right. Thank you. You know, because I, I like Samsung phones. Beautiful screens on those things. Yes. But I don't like it blowing up in my shorts. That's they, what I don't like. The Note 7 really kind yes. of set them back a little bit yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we'll see if they can can rise above. Thank um, you. Thank you. And finally... And finally... Amazon, having pretty much put the nail in the coffin of Toys R Us and other brick-and-mortar retailers, yeah. is going old school this holiday season. They're opening up stores. Well, they are going to open some more of those uh, grab-and-go convenience stores, but they're actually uh, going to go the treeware route. Bloomberg reports that the Uber Mega Everything store plans to publish a printed holiday toy catalog this year. This is all part of its efforts to use traditional business tools and fold those into its uh, take-over-the-world mm -hmm. business model plan. Yeah, exactly. The catalogs will be handed out at Whole Foods stores, which, as we know, Amazon owns, yes. and also mailed to millions of homes in the United States. So the Postal Service will have some work there. Nice. I thought, wow, toy catalogs. I have not thought about it. I mean, we grew up in the era of the Sears Roebuck catalog yeah. and Pennies yeah. and Radio Shack. But you know what? This is kind of smart, though, because just speaking for my kids, if they see a shiny little thing, because occasionally I'll have my daughter pick up the mail. Yeah. You know, if she sees a toy catalog, invariably she's going to go through this thing and they're going to dog year a hundred pages. Uh -huh. So not a bad idea. They don't have an Amazon account. So this is a brilliant move on Amazon's part. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Bezos has actually become a supervillain from a movie. Yeah. You do realize this. Yes. Okay. Just everyone used to, you know, Bill Gates, you know, no, no, no. Jeff Bezos. Well, Bill Gates is like curing cancer and malaria. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, but, but the toy catalogs, wow. Well, th well, then I got like nostalgic and remember that site, I think we found out a few years ago, that site that where someone has digitized yeah. all the Radio Shack catalogs yep, from the 70s remember, and 80s. Indeed. I actually still have that bookmark. I like to go back. It's just fond memories. You know, when, when you are in the position of being the kid and you don't have any money and you're relying on your parents to get your stuff and then, right. you know, you've got like one shot to get one decent yeah. thing and you're looking through the catalog to find the one thing that's going to make you happy. Yeah, and then you got to, you know, you got to like, okay, that's a little too expensive. That's really cheap. Maybe I can go in the middle. 
Or maybe I go low and make them feel guilty. And then they'll go, you know, there was a whole art form. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I still love getting the B&H catalog. Okay. You know, I still love getting it. And they're so nice and thick and perfect yes. bound. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, uh, when Amazon customers, because uh, this thing will probably be out like October because they always like to get these sorts of things out before Black Friday and yes, the big shopping do. season. Yes, so. So I, I predict there'll be a lot of uh, postal workers with uh, perhaps a little more uh, need to go to a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. But uh, but but it'll it'll be interesting. It'll help the printing industry too. Yes, it will. So uh, that's about it for the news in this uh, segment. Um, for anyone out there who wants to know more, have the link to the Google Security Checkup page or find out the source material for any of the things we talked about in this segment. You can find it at poptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to go in the Windows Time Machine. So uh, you mentioned you have not updated to the uh, Windows 10 no. update, uh, April 2018, whatever I it's called. I haven't updated in many, many months. Yes. Well, this was the April update, which I think officially rolled out in May, but you could download it at right. the end of April if you wanted it. There you go. I have to write about this stuff for a living, so I downloaded it immediately, started mm-hmm. poking around. The timeline feature, which had originally been slotted for an earlier yeah. Windows update, yep. has arrived in this this new one that just came out a couple months ago. So I thought, well, I should check this out because some people were really excited about, for those who are unfamiliar with it, Windows timeline is basically this function in the operating system where it records what you, the documents you open, the sites you visit, Ooh. what you do, and it Ooh. creates a visual timeline Ooh. of your sessions at the computer. So if you were – that's not <laughs> that's disturbing just, at all. Just a little dangerous. That's all. Yeah. But it, it's it's geared towards productivity. So say you were researching something two weeks ago and you can't remember where you stored that file or what site you were on. You open up the timeline. You right. go back in time. And they have little preview windows of the sessions you had. And so oh, here's a site I was using or here's this file I had. And it's supposed to take you right back in there. And then if you wanted to take this to the next level, yes. you can sync it through your Microsoft account to your other mobile devices. So the art, the file that maybe you're working on the computer two weeks ago, you suddenly need it on your laptop or your phone for a meeting and you're overseas on a business trip. You could use the timeline function for compatible apps like Office, clearly. Because it's on the OneDrive. To, to find this again. Wow. So it's supposed to be for that. But a lot of people are like, well... If it's recording this, can anyone who uses the computer see what I've been doing? And this is not just porn related, but you're shopping, you know, you don't have your printed holiday catalog right. yet and you're shopping for a kid yeah. or something. Or you've got important, you know, personal yeah. data like credit card numbers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, or confidential information from work that you're working right. on at home because you or, are a hard worker. Or prawn. Or prawn, yeah. yeah. So th- this could make people a little nervous about having it and i think it's on by default when you install the system but just the one where it records locally i think you have to turn on at least on my system the one that lets it sync over mobile um but if you were concerned about this say well i don't really want you know to be able to tell cortana to like call up what i was doing yesterday which is another function uh, because it has that pickup where you left off Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. part of cortana if it all makes you nervous, uh, you can turn it off. It's called your activity history. Okay. And it's in the Windows settings, uh, which my shortcut for that, other than messing around with the, the little gear-shaped icon on the start menu, is just do the Windows and the I key, and that pops open the settings box. So I'll press the Windows and I key, go in the settings box, hit the privacy icon, which right. is now in that sort of smorgasbord of little icons you have in the window <laughs> yes, there. there it is. And on the left side of the privacy box, you select activity history, 
And then you turn off the box next to let Windows collect my activities from this PC, which sounds kind of creepy anyway. Yes, very. So if, you, and if you, your computer does happen to be set to sync your activities to other devices online, you can disable the let Windows sync my activities from this PC to the cloud, which oh. I can already see that vein in your head starting to throb. Yep. So, so that's how you turn it off. And you can also flush what is collected if you did have it on for a while. If there's a multi-use computer here, people got their own accounts, you can set it selectively. So if one user doesn't have any problem, wants to have Windows collect their activity, you can can have that account enabled, but turn it off for the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's all there in these privacy settings box. Some people like it. Some people think, you know, this is actually saving me time. Uh, you can get to it very quickly. There's a taskbar icon uh, right. that looks like a little film strip that you can click to get to it there. Or you just hit the um, Windows and tab keys and that'll open the timeline uh, from the keyboard. So that's what's set there. You may not, if you've installed this update and this thing was set to be on by default, you may not realize that Windows right. is collecting your activity. So maybe you just want to check your settings just either way just to right. see what it's set to. Right. If you don't see the little icon on the taskbar, right-click on the taskbar there and, and do the uh, choose task view because maybe that icon just got hidden. Mm-hmm. So it's there. I have a feeling you probably would not be a consumer of this I, particular feature. I would not be a consumer of this particular feature. But, you know, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking there are a lot of people here listening to the show that probably think I'm going to poo-poo all over something like this. I think this is absolutely a useful thing. It's absolutely useful. It sounds like a lifesaver in many occasions. What concerns me is that the state of our computing networks and our and the internet and all that, in about two weeks, you know there's going to be some type of, you know, botnet or some type Sinking of Sinking breach. Yes. They're gonna figure out a way to access this activity list. That's the part that freaks me out. There's no assurances that somebody is not going to hack into that. Or has already. (laughs) Or has already. Exactly right. That's the part that I don't like. I don't necessarily poo-poo advances like this, but I'm just a realist when it comes to this stuff. This sounds fantastic. I would love to use it. Yeah, well, it's sort of like an upfront... The, the time machine that Apple yes, has, which exactly. is the backup. And yeah, you can go back selectively by day and find files you delete or whatever. Right. It's sort of does some similar things, but it's a different concept. But the fact that you have this data, you can go back to it. Is there, that's nice. Apple's got right. its works or desktop spaces where you can sort of see individual workspaces at a time, but not quite to this sort of timeline thing. Yeah, but, just remember, folks, they said that the iCloud couldn't be hacked, couldn't be compromised. Let's talk to Jennifer Lawrence about that one. Exactly right. So, you know what? I love things like this. I think it's fabulous. I personally wouldn't use it. Yeah. Would you use it locally if... uh, I would use it locally if I had assurances that the machine would not be on the interwebs. Yeah. But other than that, no. But for some people, might yeah, like it. If, go for it. No matter how you feel about it, maybe just check your settings and just make sure Definitely. that your computer is complying with your own wishes in this regard. Absolutely, and practice safe computing. Yes, and I will have a link uh, that tells you how to get into the settings in more detail uh, than what I rambled through here. Nice. And, uh, you know, just a little bit about the background of the feature. And that would be at poptechjam.com? That would be. Now we have to go. Yes, we do. We got to thank the bros, builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. And I think that's it, right? 
Uh, yeah, well, thank you to our uh, very technically well, savvy and good-looking listeners, yes, too. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, and we hope everyone is having a uh, good season. The World Cup's still going on. Teams are advancing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that Columbia game broke my heart. Just it was, broke my heart. Congratulations, though, because I know you're an England fan. But It was well, oh. it was hard fought on both sides. Great uh, game. Uh, Great game. Yeah. And, uh, First soccer game I ever cheered at. Really? First one. I didn't even realize I was an American anymore. Wow. I felt very, I felt like I was part of the world. Well, That's it was, I mean, when, they, when Columbia scored that goal. And yes, it was a beautiful I screamed. Thing. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, the, so the World Cup, I think, still marches on until July until, 14th or so. Uh, I think October, right? Feels like it. Yeah. But I, I think technically around until Bastille July. Day. Yeah. Well, oh, we okay. also got Wimbledon going yeah, on. Too, so there's lots yeah, of summer sports. A lot of sports. But uh, everyone out there, no matter what you're watching, what you're doing, even if you're hiding in a movie theater uh, to get out of the heat, we hope you're having a good time yes, and indeed. we will uh, be around on the next episode. Go! Very nice. Thank you. Han Solo. The real hero. I thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. That's Han Solo. You're Han Solo. Wasn't he a war hero? Han Solo. Han Solo. Solo. Han Don't. You're Han Solo. Solo. Let's go. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Look, I ain't in this for your revolution. I take orders from just one person. What's the problem? I told you I'd outrun him. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. I take orders from just one person. The Han Solo that fought with the rebellion. Han Solo just stole back the Millennium Falcon.